Okay, let's get started. <clears throat> Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Shabbat Shalom. So, um, we are outside. I know y'all are freezing up there. I'm sorry, but we are... It feels like 24 here. Oh, oh really? 24 degrees? No, thank you. Yeah, outside. But anyways, what we're going to talk about today um, is the roots of Thanksgiving that are pagan. So basically, the pagan roots of Thanksgiving, and we're going to um, see some things. We'll go to some scriptures at the end of this. But the first thing to find out is in the United States, a woman by the name of Sarah Hale, who was a wife of a Freemason, she's the one that was petitioning numerous presidents to have a day of Thanksgiving. And finally, President Lincoln um, honored her request. So the very thing that we need to realize is the person that initiated this, first of all, was not Yahweh, was, was not the body of Messiah, but it was a woman whose husband was in Freemasonry. And why that's important is most of us either know or should know that the majority of the founding fathers of our nation were Freemasons. They, they did not believe in Yahweh or in um, Yeshua or in the Torah. Now, the other thing to realize about Freemasonry is that um, Freemasons used uh, and participated in paganism, they participated in Christianity as well as Judaism, so they tried to reach out and throw everything in one big mixing bowl. And so, if anything is built on the foundation of Freemasonry, the first thing that tells me is that it's not right. Something's wrong here. Um, yes, that is correct. Okay, also, um, Thanksgiving is an ancient goddess ritual which included animal sacrifices to the gods and goddesses for their harvest. So before America ever adopted Thanksgiving, um, it was celebrated in Europe and in Rome and in other European countries and it was celebrated in giving thanks to the gods and goddesses for their harvest. It was never 
celebrated in giving thanks to Yahweh. Now we know that Yahweh's festivals, um, those harvest, there's three harvest festivals, those are celebrated in giving thanks to Yahweh for the harvest. Okay, so part of what Sarah Hale was about was not about giving thanks to Yahweh, but about giving thanks to the gods and goddesses that support Freemasonry. Now, a person in Freemasonry, like her husband was, she had to be as involved in it as she possibly could. During the 1800s, when she lived, women were not uh, included in Freemasonry, like they couldn't belong to it like a man could. Nowadays, there are Freemasonry clubs, organizations, that the women can go to, and it's just for women. Exactly, there you go. And just... That, now here, here's something to um, ask: If you were initiated in it, did you ever renounce mm -hmm. Freemasonry? Yes. yes. Okay. Good. 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 So, if a person, you know, like if their dad was, their uncle was, their relatives were, or they were and they come the Messiah, it's important to renounce that involvement and ask Yahweh to forgive you of any involvement in it. And if you have anything from Freemasonry, any symbols, any books, anything, they need to be burned and destroyed. You know, it's awesome. I was going over last night or two nights, two days ago, um, in Deuteronomy, chapter 7, verse 25, it talks about, uh, 25 or 26, it talks about the accursed thing. And when you bring the accursed thing into your house, you also bring the destruction that comes with that accursed thing Whatever that thing may be, you may, and that's why I never buy anything from a used store. We bought one piece of furniture in our lifetime, but if, if you can help it, don't buy any clothing, anything from a used store, because you have no idea who wore that item, where that item was, if it belonged to a Satanist, if it belonged to someone in Freemasonry, if it belonged to someone in, in the occult, in witchcraft, because those things become accursed. And when you buy them, you bring those cursed things into your house. You bring the destruction and the judgment that Yahweh has put on those things into your house. And you cannot, you cannot pray them out. 
What, same way with things you buy. Whatever is cursed is cursed. You can't quote unquote Christianize it. You can't make it clean. If it's unclean, if Yahweh says it's unclean, you can't make it clean. He says, for example, uh, Deuteronomy uh, 7, it's the end of the chapter, I believe it's 25, 26. Verse 26. Verse 26. You can't make something clean. Like, you know, when the Apostle Paul said to pray over your food and how people have taken it that you can make shrimp clean, you can make bacon. No. Whatever's, yeah, whatever Yahweh says is unclean stays, unclean, stays unclean. It doesn't matter. You can't wash it with the blood of Yeshua and think you can make it clean. Same way with cursed objects. So anyways, when I was studying that and I got up, walked around our living room, headed to the bathroom, and Linda made some years ago birdhouse. a birdhouse, but it's in the shape of a church steeple. Well, it just has a steeple. On it the has top. a steeple on it. And, and that is a cursed object. I forget what it's actually called, if anybody else remembers it. It's what the, the George Washington Monument is. It's based after, um, I can't think of what it's called. But anyways, it's a cursed object. So when Linda got home that night, I said, look at this. What do you see? And immediately she saw it. I didn't have to tell her. She saw it. So there are sometimes things that are in our home that we may not see, but all of a sudden, Yahweh's going to open your eyes, and then we destroyed it. And so, in the same way, um, I don't know how I got off on that, but, oh, I'm talking about um, Freemasonry. If you have any Freemasonry objects or things or any, anything that Yahweh calls an idol, and basically, if you read... Uh, Exodus 20 verse 2 it says we're not to have any idol any images of things above the earth upon the earth or below the earth we're not to make images of them and then we're not to worship them so the first step is not to have that image uh, in your home or before you the second step is not to worship it if you have those objects in your home then you are bringing a cursed object into your house. Destruction will come into your house and open doors to the demonic spirits for them to come and go as they wish. And when we get to the end of this teaching, you'll see why this is important. Yep, a cross is a pagan symbol as well. Yeshua in the Hebrew, it says that he was nailed to the stake or to a single tree standing straight up and his hands were above his head and they were nailed like this. They were not nailed so, to, the sides. to the sides, but they were nailed overhead. overhead just like his feet were nailed on top of each other. So cross. a cross is another uh, pagan symbol. Is that's correct. That's correct. You got that, boy. You go, girl. Um, and see, and that's something I never thought of till the other day. I heard, I heard someone teaching on it, and I said, yeah, that makes sense. 
the taste, the cross, the T stands for Tammuz. Mm -hmm. And that's just what pagan Rome wants you to participate oh, in. Yeah. Never thought of that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. either. So, okay, now the next thing about Sarah Hale is she was a modern feminist. Everything she was about was promoting women, but she didn't believe women should be in politics, but yet she was involved in politics. Um, another thing is she made it her life mission to revive ancient rites of both Thor, which is where... We get the word Thursday from? Thor's Day. Thor's Day. And Demeter, which is an idol, into Thanksgiving. So if you participate in it, that is what you are participating in. Thor, honoring Thor, worshiping Thor. And see, it's not coincidental that she picked the fourth Thursday of the month of November for the day of Thanksgiving. She was under direction by the gods that she served. Now, here's another thing to understand. Wait, 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 wait. So, the T-H-O-R, the gods, right. God Thor, that's correct. That's correct. Thursday. Yeah. And it actually was Thor's day, um, and they just changed it to Thursday. Because if it said Thursday, you know, people would have rejected it. But most people are, are every, every day of the week is after an idol or a demon god. Whether it's Monday, Sunday, Sunday, you know, Sunday I remember all the time because it's after uh, the sun gods. You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday... Uh, so on and so forth. What is, what is the Sabbath? Is it Saturn? It's Saturn Day, yep. Yep. So, um, so Thursday represents Thursday, and that's what um, Sarah Hale was trying to introduce and get established more Freemasonry theology, if you would, being established and so that people would be ignorant and celebrate a holiday that is giving honor to gods and goddesses that paganism worships as gods of the harvest. Same way with that, what's that, uh, for, uh, What's that? Um, cornucopia? Is that how you Cornucopia. Yeah, that, yeah, that comes out of paganism. And it's all over Thanksgiving. Every, every table, it will have it, it on. And it's a symbol and an ex accessory carried by gods and goddesses like De De Deme Demeter. And it came from baby Zeus. And, and where did baby, what, is, what does baby Zeus represent? Tammuz. See, it all goes back, this is why it's the foundation of Thanksgiving and people, 
you know, it's like kicking over a sacred cow. They don't want to hear it. Me, I just kick it over. Kick it over, smash it, burn it up, whatever. Um, okay, here's another thing. Thanksgiving was a Germanic harvest. It was a Roman Greek harvest before it came to America. So it took place in all these places before it came to America. Mm -hmm. It was when when the um, Native American Indians and the settlers had something to do with a meal, this came over, the Indians didn't come up with this. The settlers, they celebrated this in England. And they just brought it over. And they also brought the gods that were behind it over with it. doesn't have anything to do with Yahweh. And I know there's some Torah people out there that are trying to get people to believe that what the Indians and the settlers celebrated was Sukkot. And the Feast of Sukkot, or Tabernacles. There ain't no, there's just no way. That's not the right time. No! Um, so, anyways, and but see, some people will compromise all kinds of things just to keep their traditions. What did Yeshua say? You more keep the traditions of man than you obey mm -hmm. the commandments of Yahweh. Yeah. Alright, now ancient Rome gave thanks on their thanksgiving to the goddess Ceres, C-E-R-E-S, mm -hmm. uh, however you say that, Ceres, 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 kind of like on your, on your phone, Siri. Siri, you know, is it, is that the same thing? Something to think about. And that idol is a goddess of harvest. So that's what they were celebrating. C-E-R-E-S. And that's who ancient Rome. See, all these civilizations had their thanksgivings, but it wasn't unto Yahweh. Right. It was unto the gods and goddesses they served. Okay, the Greeks honored D-E-M-E-T-E-R. Demetri. Demetri. I have such a hard time pronouncing Demeter. words. Demeter. That's okay. it, Demeter. Demeter. Okay, the Celtics, now this isn't the Boston Celtics basketball team, but the Celtics, that was a little joke, very little. Very little. Um, the Celtics c celebrated and honored um, Angelo. So if anybody's name is Angelo, I would seriously consider changing that. So the Celtic pagans honored Angelo, all right? Okay, Turkey. Now, Turkey, I mean, not the nation Turkey, but the turkey, you know, that they use at, everybody eats at Halloween. The I main mean, course. The main course at Thanksgiving. Yeah represents Mother Earth. And you know that's pagan. And a shared harvest. So, th I mean, there are reasons why I keep wanting to say Sarah Palin, which I like Sarah Palin. 
um, I mean, Sarah Hale, there are reasons why she developed all these traditions because they had pagan roots mm -hmm. and they were connected to paganism and it furthered establishing paganism in this nation. So the turkey represents Mother Earth and a shared harvest. Now, I know we've gone, there's a health food store here called Mother Earth. Until I learn about this pagan stuff, we won't go there anymore. Well, I only went there. Yeah, we, only, we bought a few things from there, but again, we were, yeah. we were ignorant of it. Okay, uh, apples. Apples represent um, the Celts, rebirth, healing, and youth. And again, there's nothing wrong if you just eat turkey. Nothing wrong with eating apples. Nothing wrong with any of those things unless you're doing it on that designated day, on that designated day um, of honoring the the gods that they represent. Okay, and the pumpkin, I'm glad whipped cream don't represent nothing, but pumpkin represents the sun, the S-U-N. So, alright, we talked about the cornucopia, how it's a symbol, uh, accessory carried by gods and goddesses like Demeter, and it came from baby Zeus. Now here's another thing about um, not just Thanksgiving, but the month of November. Now, anybody have any idea about what the month of November represent? What'd you say, me? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Because you were born in November. Okay, I get you. All right. Um, it's not a coincidence that Sarah Hale chose November and chose a Thursday for Thanksgiving. Now, the first thing to realize is that November is the first month of Samhain. I think that's how you... S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Mm -hmm. The month of November also is about the coming darkness. Halloween. Mm -hmm. Okay. The month of November is a month of animal sacrifices of what they did not eat and they threw them into bonfires unto the gods and goddesses. So whatever animals they had in you know, in northern Europe, because it got so cold, if those animals weren't going to survive, they sacrificed them to the gods and goddesses. Also, November is called, in paganism, the blood month. It, it is also called the sacrificial month per... Germanic November is our 11th month and in the Bible the number 11 means chaos mm -hmm. so all these things you know 
they just all again reveal the roots of Thanksgiving is paganism. And now if you could go ahead. Um, it is the month of the coming darkness. And that could be that could be applied to that the sun won't shine for many months. It also could, and it very well is prophetic about the spiritual darkness that the people are going to experience because paganism gets off on darkness. Halloween is all about celebrating darkness. Why do you think all these people wear black? All these people have black things. Why do you think black, black, even black lipstick today? What do you think's behind that? Um, it's all about darkness. I mean, you look at how people dress on Halloween. You know, black is the number one thing. All right. I don't know about the orange. Well, the orange would represent the pumpkin, which represents the S-U-N, sun gods. Okay, November mean, means and is dedicated to the god called Thor slash Zeus, Tammuz. Now, think of this. They use the symbol of the oak leaves and acorns. Now, if you go to most people that, you know, doctor up their, their dinner table, there will be acorns, cornucopias, and um, leaves all over the table, and oak leaves and acorns. It's not, it's not just a symbol of fall, but it's a symbol relating to those gods. I started to say earlier, we know about um, that the celebration that most people have been taught about in their schools that Thanksgiving was a peaceful meal between the settlers and the Native Americans. And it, it was not a peaceful meal. Um, 50 or 90% of the Native Americans died that year when the Europeans brought over their diseases. And the settlers celebrated Thanksgiving as a place or a note of victory concerning wiping out the native Indians in battle. And to most Native American Indians, can you push that down? It, 
to most Native American Indians, Thanksgiving is not a time of celebration, but it's a time of mourning. And so we see here that Thanksgiving has its roots in paganism. Now, some of the things that we talked about, the turkey, the apples, the pumpkin, people today use it to symbolize prosperity, the cornucopia, but you cannot change the meaning of a thing. Once it's pagan, it's always pagan. And like I said, Thanksgiving should be a national day of mourning for all the disease that wiped out the village, which was 90%, and for the pilgrims that robbed the Indians' ancestral graves and for all the murders they committed. Now, I, I didn't mention this before in talking about this, but the settlers robbed the Indians' ancestral grave site of whatever they could find and use. And I remember watching a movie. It had, um, oh, what's the name? He's a famous actor. He married an Indian. Um, we just watched it recently. Um, oh, I can't think of his name. Huh? I can't think of his name. Go on. Anyways, and some white settlers got trapped in a, in a gully up in the mountains and they were dying and the army came to him and asked him to lead them to him in this movie. And they came up to this ancient burial ground and he said, we cannot go through this. If we go through this, you know, basically there'll be hell to pay. And they argued with him, you know, that these were biblical people up in the mountains that were dying and it would take too long to go around it and the Indians wouldn't know anyways. So they went through it and before uh, he got home to his native wife and adopted son, their house was burnt. No, they they were dead. I think they were dead. The house wasn't burnt. He house burnt. wasn't burnt. He burnt it. Ah, oh, can't think of that actor's name. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that just shows you how sacred the Indians take their burial grounds. It'd be like people going into a cemetery and digging it up. We would not stand for it. So, what was that? Okay, here's another thing. I'm going to say this word and then spell it. Alpha blot, which is A-L-F-A and then B-L-O-T, is a sacrifice to the elves. It's, I forget what nation does this uh, per, therefore, their thanksgiving. 
And it's a family celebration at home that the matriarch, which would be the woman of the house, would put on, and then you would have a sacrifice to the gods that they served. And they would, I mean, she would dress up the table, and it was only a family thing, and they would have, you know, food. But then after the meal, they would go out and sacrifice animals unto the gods. That sounds like Thanksgiving. All right, so Sarah Hale, like so many other pagan celebrations, have deceived many into thinking it's a good biblical celebration, and it's not. It's rooted in paganism way before the settlers came here. They celebrated this in European nations. It's not found in Torah, so it's not of Yahweh. You also, and I've said this before, can't make it look like one of Yahweh's feasts, like Sukkot, because it's all about false gods and not Yahweh. So, let's look at some scriptures. Turn to Hosea, chapter 4, and verse 6. We've all heard this um, verse. Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Linda just thought of that actor, Robert Redford. Isn't it funny how you can't think of it, and then when you don't need it, it comes to you. I forget the Dancing with Wolves. No, that wasn't it. No, I don't know um, the name of it. I don't remember the name of that movie. I like that movie outside of um, outside of how they were killed. Jeremiah Johnson. Jeremiah Johnson. That's what it was called. Boy, Linda's on the deal. She's got it going on. All right, that's it. All right, where's the book of Hosea? In the Bible. Oh. It's page, oh, I'm in a different Bible. Never mind. What? Um, Hosea, which is page 781, chapter 4, verse 6. Now, people quote this verse all the time, but they only quote the first part of the verse. Hosea 4.6, the thing that most people quote is that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. But they don't read on. He says, I also rejected you from being priests to me since you have forgotten the Torah of your Elohim. Since you have forgotten the Torah of your Elohim, I will forget your sons, even I. So Yahweh says that we perish for a lack of knowledge and because we're not obeying the Torah, because we're not obeying His laws and commandments. And you and I need to obey His laws and commandments and His laws and commandments 
say, do not participate in these pagan customs. Alright, we're going to go to a bunch of verses on this. Um, go, go to Jeremiah chapter 10. Jeremiah <clears throat> chapter 10. And this will just remind us about what his commandments say concerning holidays. So we see here in Hosea, first of all, he said, because you have stopped obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments, you're not living according to Torah, you're participating in things that are not in Torah, he said, you will perish because you don't understand what Torah says about his laws and commandments and these holidays. Yeah, Genesis through um, Deuter uh, Deuteronomy, um, or is it Joshua? But nonetheless, to me, Yahweh's instructions, which is what Torah means, is from Genesis through Revelation. That it just doesn't limit it to uh, the first five books of the scriptures. It also... It, that, that's correct. It includes the prophets, it includes the Psalms, it includes the Messiah's um, commandments and instructions. So in verse 2 of Jeremiah 10 it says, Thus saith Yahweh, so we see who's speaking. Learn not the way of the heathen or the pagan nations, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. Hold on one second. I gotta shift my my um, chair here because I'm burning up in the sun. I know that some of you would like to have that testimony right now, but come on down. Come on down. We have extra bedrooms. Yeah, Linda's retiring in um, in uh, January, so Hallelujah. she'll be able to be at home. So you better watch them phones, because I'm going to be a texting machine to you girls. Well, I'm around. <laughs> there you go. All right, back out of the sun. So verse 3 says, For the customs of the people are vain. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen, with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and hammers. What, is, what does that sound like? Yes, it is. It sounds like a Christmas tree. Now, I will have to humbly admit that Yanni had this understanding before we did. So I give her props, only because she's not here and I can't give her a hard time. Well, I could, but 
All right, now let's, so right there, it says that we are not to participate in any of the pagan nations' celebrations. So anything that the world system considers a holiday, you can just know you're not to participate in it. Because it has something to do with paganism, because only pagan nations celebrate it. Israel did not celebrate it. It's not in Yahweh's commandments, so we are not to participate in it. It's just really that simple. Now, you can try to defend, uh, participate in it, you can try to make excuses, but nonetheless, it won't fly with Yahweh. All right, let's go to Deuteronomy, chapter 12. And I know most of us have heard these over and over again, but faith comes by hearing and hearing by Yahweh's Torah. And the more you hear it, just like when I was studying um, Deuteronomy 7 about uh, the curse thing, I would have never saw... Um, that item we had in our house, if I wasn't studying it, Yahweh opened my eyes to it. So praise Yahweh. Alright, verse 29, it says, When Yahweh thy Elohim shall cut off the nations from before you, now he's talking to Israel as they're going into these pagan nations, Yahweh's going to take what belongs to them and give it to the children of Israel. Whether you go to possess them, and you succeed them and dwell in their land, take heed. Take heed to thyself that you be not snared by following them. And how would you follow them? By participating in their pagan celebrations. And that you inquire not after their Elohims or after their gods. Saying, how did these nations serve their Elohim? Even so will I do likewise. So what that says, you and I are not to look at how other nations um, serve their Elohim, serve their foreign gods, serve, serve their pagan gods, but we are not to look at them and we are not to do likewise. So it's real simple. Yahweh said we're not to do it. Yahweh said we are not to be involved in it. Yahweh said we are not to participate in it. I had to move again. The sun moved and got me again. So anyways... Um, so in verse uh, 31, you shall not do so unto Yahweh thy Elohim. Meaning, how the world system celebrates these pagan um, holidays, he said you are not to serve Yahweh that way. Meaning, you cannot take Christmas and turn it around and say you're serving Yahweh because it, it's in your heart to serve Yahweh. That don't fly. You cannot take Easter, you cannot take Halloween, you cannot take Thanksgiving, which are pagan holidays, and say, because in your heart you love Yahweh, and that you are keeping it unto Yahweh. He said, 
you shall not do so unto Yahweh your Elohim. For every abomination to Yahweh which he hates have they done unto their Elohim. For even their sons and their daughters have burnt in the fire to their Elohim. What thing soever I command you, observe to do it, and you shall not add to nor diminish from it. So that's real clear. Now, if you go to Leviticus, just a couple more verses and we'll, we'll close. Leviticus 20 and verse 22 and 23. So if you are Torah observant, or if you believe um, in obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments, you are not to keep any of this world's systems pagan holidays. No way, no how. I'm moving again. I did not think this through. Someone tried to share that with you. Yeah, my wife told me about the sun, but I didn't listen. Yeah, I knew you were going to have Thank a you, comment Yanni. on that. I knew Yanni was going to comment. But that's okay. Give honor to whom honor is due. Alright, verse 22 says, You shall therefore keep all my statutes. Uh, Leviticus 20. And verse 22. Leviticus 20, verse 22. It says, You shall keep, you shall therefore keep my statutes um, and all my judgments and do them that the land whither, whither I bring you to dwell therein spew you not out. Meaning, if you don't keep Yahweh's laws and commandments, His judgments, His Torah. If you don't keep His feasts, but you try to mix in paganism, kind of like um, um, Freemasonry. They mix in paganism, they mix in Judaism, they mix in Christianity all into this pot, and they think that they have salvation. No. You have to keep Torah pure. And obey only Torah, not the things of this world system. Yes, we are in the world, but we are not to participate in things of the world. So he said that if you don't obey his statutes, his commandments, or in other words, paraphrasing, if you try to mix in the holidays of paganism, the land is going to vomit you out. The land is going to become sick. Then it says, And you shall not walk in the manners of the nation, which I cast out before you. You are not to do the things that the pagan nations do. We are not to do them. 
because we belong to him, we are set apart from them. So being set apart means you do not partake in anything they take part in. Now, I don't know if you all heard what Linda said. We are set apart. So we are set apart from these pagan celebrations, and we are not to participate in any of those things. Why? Because we're set apart. We're set apart to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments, His feast days. That's right. And that's the main reason that all which those pagan nations had, and if you read Deuteronomy 6, they had houses filled with good things, their, their vineyards were fruitful, their fruit was abundant, but all because they didn't obey Yahweh's laws and commandments, they lost it all. So, 23, you shall not walk in the manners of the nation, pagan nations, which I cast out before you, for they committed all these things, therefore I abhorred them, or <clears throat> they disgusted Yahweh. Okay, one more, and it's the same way today. People that, people that are trying to say that Yahweh is okay, <coughs> excuse me, with certain things. We go to Exodus 23, how that the Creator, the Heavenly Father, is okay with certain things. And he's not. The scripture clearly says so. He's not okay with homosexuality. He's not okay with idolatry. He's not okay with premarital sex. He's not okay with anything that is lawless. He's not okay with it. You can't make it clean when it's unclean. Whatever is unclean still is unclean. Whatever was wrong in Yahweh's eyes is still wrong in Yahweh's eyes, and we just have to accept it if we choose to follow the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All right, verse 23, it says, For my angel shall go before you and bring you into or unto the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, Canaanites, Hivites, and the Jebusites, and it says, Yahweh says, and I will cut them off. Always know this. When you practice paganism, there's coming a day that Yahweh's going to cut you off. And then it says, yeah, then verse 24, Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, or Elohim, nor serve them, nor do after their works. Again, he clearly is saying we are not to do these things. But you shall utterly overthrow them, uh, break down their images. That's why, you know, when I saw that, that steeple on top of that bird, bird cage, um, birdhouse. birdhouse, that we, I took a hammer to it and smashed it. Because I don't want to just throw it into the trash for someone else to get it. I have to tell you this testimony before I close. Um, when we lived in Milwaukee in the late 80s, early 90s, I used to have a black uh, Harley-Davidson motorcycle jacket. And you can't tell me those things aren't cursed because 
of you just look at the main symbol of Harley Davidson. It's a skull. It represents darkness, and it's a cursed object. Well, when I backslid, I wore that jacket all through my all through some drug usage and craziness. And when I came back to Yahweh, um, we were in Milwaukee, moved to Milwaukee, and I threw. I didn't have any winter jacket, and we couldn't afford a warm winter jacket. And that jacket is very warm. And but at the end of that winter, in the spring, I threw it out because we now had the money. I bought me a good parka. So I I walked it to the trash, and my neighbor watched me throw it in the trash. Well, he went and took that Harley-Davidson motorcycle jacket out of the trash, and I don't remember if it was the next day or mm -hmm. it was the next day, he, wearing it, he was killed in a motorcycle crash. And, um, you know, that just, you know, amplified just how demonic it was. And there was three or four times during the time I wore that jacket, when I wasn't serving Yahweh, that I was in either a motorcycle crash, or I was in a crash with my, with my truck, and I was almost killed with it on. It was only Yahweh's mercy and the prayers of my family that kept me alive. But for whatever reason, he died, and the only reason I knew about it was because his wife told me about it, and his wife served... Um, the Creator, and she told me about it. And so that's just a good example of what takes place when you don't know it, that something's accursed. I mean, it was an awesome-looking jacket. I mean, when you, if you rode a motorcycle, everybody wanted to wear one because they were, they were Harley-Davidson, and Harley-Davidson in the motorcycle world is the it. But... Yeah, I should have, but, but at that time I did not know anything about cursed objects or about things like that. That's why now when we find something that's accursed, we burn it or smash it to smithereens. So anyways, um, as we conclude, we were teaching about the roots of, of Thanksgiving that are pagan. There, there's no arguing that they're not pagan. Um, pagan nations started them. They were in honor of their pagan deities, their pagan gods. Um, you can try to convince yourself and argue and say, oh, all I'm doing is giving thanks to, to the Creator. But He said, this is where you have to go back to. It's not what you feel, it's not what I feel. He said not to do anything that pagan nations do as a celebration unto me. He said, don't do it. Don't do it. I'll not accept it. Matter of fact, you'll be destroyed because of it. So, Father, in the authority of Yahweh's name, your name, we just praise you for the worship that you have shown all of us, not the worship, the mercy that you have shown all of us, as we have tried to serve you, at times we have failed, at times we have, we have received things that were dedicated to idols, brought them into our home, put them on, on our bodies, and Yahweh for this, we 
repent. We apologize. We get rid of them. We ask you to reveal to us if there is anything in our life, in our homes, or anything we participate in that is not of you so that we can stop it, so that we can repent of it, so that we can become clean from that unclean thing. And Father, we love you. Father, we worship you. And Father, we give you thanks, for you truly are the Most High. You truly are the Elohim of Elohims. You truly are the Creator. And we worship you every day. We give you thanks every day. We give you praise every day. And Father, we will not participate in any of the upcoming holidays in the month of November, December, or January that are dedicated to demonic beings, to gods and goddesses. And Father, we worship you for giving us the boldness, the strength, the power of the Ruach to stand firmly. And even when family criticizes, even when friends criticize, even when family or friends put us down and think we're, we're goofy for doing this. Father, we stand boldly and we say no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And Father, we praise you. Father, we worship you. Father, we love and adore you in the power of your name.